Hey everyone, welcome to Brilliantly Uninformed. My name is Steven Reinman and I am joined as always by my brilliant co-host, Mike Lavery. How are you doing today, Mike? Good, thanks. All right. Um, well, what's going on, bud? What's, what's happening? I'll tell you what's happening. This has been a, a controversial conversation I've had in, in one of our football groups and I'm, I'm sticking to it, guys. The best the best football players ever are not quarterbacks. And I think I think when I think about the best football player ever, obviously quarterbacks get all the credit. Uh, they're the most important position, but I think when I think about the best player, I think who is just like the most dominant athlete. And I also try to think of like if people were to play positions that weren't their positions, how they would fare in that as well. And obviously like a quarterback isn't going to be able to for the most part, isn't going to be a wide receiver, a running back, an offensive lineman. But I feel like you could take, you know, some linebackers could play like four or five positions. Cornerbacks could play a handful of positions. So I really think that, I guess it's a different argument when it comes to, you know, GOAT when it comes to accomplishments and GOAT when it comes to athletes. And I definitely think that, you know, the, the, the best all-around football players ever are not quarterbacks. Okay, so we got a few things here. So when I, when you say, when people say goat, like that's, that's like a big trigger right now. I yeah. think the, I think the most obvious thing to say is you got to do Mount Rushmore. You can't go yeah. greatest of all time. Kind of like what we last mm -hmm. talked about last week with Bill Russell and um, how he would fare in today's NBA. Like obviously you can't compare the two. So just like with, with that, you can't compare different positions in football, which yeah, granted, yes, a linebacker could probably play fullback or tailback or safety, you know, s some other defensive backs, depending on their size. A quarterback, I, you know, you have Julian Edelman, you got, um, what's his name, Antoine Randall L., I think, receiver for mm -hmm. the Steelers back in the day. They, all, they both went from quarterback to receiver. Because, like, in high school, you go for whoever's the most talented player is playing mm -hmm. quarterback. So that's why, you know, you get a lot of those players, they come in and they play quarterback before. But, I mean, I guess if you're talking about NFL, think it's a different story, for I sure. Should add, I should add that um, in basketball, it's much easier to determine because you have people have different play styles, people have different sizes, but everyone's accomplishing the same – their job is kind of accomplishing the same thing. Yeah, sort um, of. You know, you might have someone who's – yeah, you might have someone who's, like, you know, a defensive stopper and stuff, but – when you're talking about the best basketball players, they're usually all-around players that, you know, that dominate the game. Whereas, you know, you could have the best, like, for all we know, uh, oh, what's the guy's name for the Colts? The the guard who got drafted really high. Oh, Quentin Nelson? Um, yeah, he, for all we know, he could be the best football player. <laughs> well, he's, he's a bad man for sure, but <laughs> I don't, he's definitely, I don't say, I say, I think with the two sports, it's different. Like with football, you can just mm -hmm. be incredibly talented. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, you can't really compare. You compare like Randy Moss to Quentin Nelson. How do you how do you compare the two? Whereas exactly. you can you can compare in basketball, like you can compare Shaq pretty much to, you know, name a point guard like, you know, Derrick Rose or whatever you whoever, mm -hmm. you know. Just just a random point guard to a random center. There have I get what you're saying where they have, you know, they're all there to accomplish pretty much the same goal. 
Um, but in football, it's completely different. Like, that's why it's so hard to tell. Like, if you talk to us, you have to be like a professional NFL scout to know if a lineman is good. Everybody else just goes off the mock drafts. I think the best way to determine in football is, like, how they compare to other players at their own position. Like, Brady was dominant, but, you know, he was always, like, neck and neck with Peyton. There was no one that was neck and neck with Lawrence Taylor when he was playing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I do think it, it the best way to is to compare them to their own position as compared to just, like, football as a whole. I think football, the, if there was a football Mount Rushmore, it would probably have to be, like, <laughs> a lot more than four faces. You know what I mean? It's a mountain range instead of just one little yeah. mountain face. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. Exactly. Like, I think, I forget who was talking about it. I want to say Simmons was talking about, like, the greatest four players of all time in football or whenever, and he was saying um, LT and uh, Jerry Rice, and I forget who the other two were, but I want to say it was Simmons. I don't remember. But, yeah, you, I mean, you pretty much have to do that, but the list is so long. Like, you got to go by defensive yeah. backs, too. Like, you got to look at uh, Primetime. you got to look at Champ mm-hmm. Bailey, guys like that. And then you look at tailback. You've got Emmett. You've got Bo Jackson. Um the other LT, I mean, uh, yeah, the list is just entirely too long for football. So when you say GOAT, you pretty much have to stick to quarterback. It's kind of like with the MVP vote. You have to just go with quarterback because they're the easiest to look at. I mean, it's lazy, but it's kind of the way you have mm-hmm. to do it. Well, with MVP, I I understand that the value the quarterback adds. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're inherently the most valuable player for good or bad on the team. Mm-hmm. But when – when it comes to, you know, this is the greatest player, I think that's where I I have the flip in the, in the system, in my opinion. That's true. But like, also, you have to look at, like, when it comes to most valuable, you can also look at middle linebackers, too. Like, look at the, the Panthers with, with Luke Keekley and without Luke Keekley. Like, you, ha- mm-hmm. you listen to players talk about Luke Keekley, and they're like, yeah, we're so, we're so glad he's retired now, so we don't have somebody calling out our mm-hmm. plays before the snap, like, <laughs> every single time. Like, there's – you. There are special players like that, and I think they belong in the GOAT list, like Brady, who's not necessarily the most talented or the most physically gifted, but definitely, like, he, he wins. He always wins, no matter where he's at, and he's showing that this year in mm-hmm. Tampa. I mean, you're not going to get into bad mouth Brady. So that's <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't. Like, I, I I, hate him, but I respect him. All he I did. Actually, you know, I saw someone post in the overstated NFL group. Now, I'm interested on your take. They asked, which, which situation would you rather take over? And it's the Chargers or it's the Texans. What do you think? <sighs> yeah, you're going to do that to me, huh? Well. I initially <laughs> like, oh, Chargers right, o- right away. Because I, w- I was like San Diego, but I forgot they're in L.A. now. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I mean, I get I that the, the the Chargers have, you know, they got picks. They, they have all their picks. They have a more competent GM. They have an actual professional NFL head coach. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a great quarterback in the making. He's awesome. Um but again, I'm superstitious, so there's there's <laughs> there's just some bad juju on the Chargers. So I can't like I know the Texans have been bad and I argued with a guy in the NFL overstated group le- yesterday about the Texans about how he, you know, they were basically saying how terrible the Texans have been as a franchise. But, you know, my homerism took over, and I was like, yes, as much as I hate them and they drive me crazy, 
I also still understand at the end of the day, we've been a franchise for 21 years. And for the past 10 years, we've been we've won the division six of those years. And yeah, we've only won a couple of playoff games, but you know, we've still won the division as opposed to the Titans and the Jaguars and you know, well, the Colts, the Colts owned it for before that, but you know, I was proud of them. I do think it, it kind of like comes down to quarterback too, and I do, I do still believe in Watson so much. Mm-hmm. I think I'd rather have Watson than Herbert currently. Obviously, there's an age difference, but I like the Bills. Uh, those quarterbacks that can do more than just stand in the pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Herbert can move too, but Watson just has a different like you you can't you can't bring him down. It's the most mm-hmm. it's it's the biggest roller coaster ride you can go on as a fan is to just see. I mean, I understand how Steelers fan Steelers fans felt all those years with Big Ben, where you'd see a defender all over him and you're like, ah, shit, there it goes, he's down. And then a half a second later, he's running towards the sideline. I'm like, oh, God, he got out of it. All right. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's fun. But at the same time, like we can't – the Texans can't manage to put both a good offense and a good defense on the field at the same time. Like years ago, we had Wade Phillips as a defensive coordinator, and we had a phenomenal defense for a year. We were bulls on parade. And that's when we had Watt doing his thing. We had Clowney healthy. We had um, Cushing doing his thing with his steroids. We had everybody. And at the time, like our offensive was our offense was just a joke because we had Schaub at the tail end. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just the superstitious side of me would make me want to pick the Texans. Not even my homerism. Just a superstitious side. It just seems like the Chargers are cursed. I don't I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why they can't win a game. They have all the talent in the world, but they just, it, it just seems like at the end of the game, you're like, okay, well, if this is anywhere near a close game, they're done for. Yeah. So speaking of football, one thing I wanted to touch on was, um, Vanderbilt kicker, Sarah Fuller. She was the first woman (laughs) to play division one football. Yes. And, Unfortunately, Vanderbilt got smashed 41 to nothing. So, literally, the only time she kicked was at halftime, like kicking off after the after halftime. Uh huh. And it was it basically looked like a pooch, pooch <laughs> kick. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so, so that's disappointing. And I did my college actually posted something today that actually said um, in two 2009 they had what was it 2009. Uh, we had a female kicker, and she scored the first points in the conference history. Mm-hmm. Um, she was she was perfect from her kicking. I think it was all extra points. And there was actually one other. She wasn't the first to score in college football because there was a Division two person who kicked uh, for a game for Division two team. Mm-hmm. So Sarah yeah. Fuller was um, a was the first Power Five. Uh, yes. Was the first to do it for a Power Five school, which has just recently been a thing. But yeah. Um, but I, th- I I do think first division one like but I might it might be more specific it might just be power five I'm not sure I've been seeing power um, five so, so I think it is that yeah okay it added a lot of conversation to to one of our football groups too and I was wondering if you thought someone asked this would we see a female in the NFL in our lifetime and what are your thoughts on that I absolutely think so yeah uh, in our lifetime for sure <laughs> like within the next ten years I think, I think so yeah I think. I mean, Carly Lloyd hit one from 55. So I do think they can hit 
distance. No, during a practice, I should say. It wasn't mm-hmm. during a game. Um, ev- but even if people are worried about distance, there's some kickers that are just more accurate with less power that succeed in the NFL. Yeah. Um, not everyone is, you know, uh, Greg Zerline that can boot it from ev- anywhere or whatever. Um, so I, I definitely think there's, there's got to be, like, equivalent of Williams sisters being the between like mm. athletic level when it comes to kicking I just think I think the hardest obstacle is those women might be doing other sports that aren't necessarily um, like there's nothing that's going to drive them to play football if they're that um, you know elite athletically yeah you know, no one's like gonna be like oh I can't wait to be a place kicker in the NFL when they could be you know the star of the women's soccer team or something well they if they were smart they would because the amount of money that you make in a man in a man's sport versus a woman's sport like how you know how like the the WNBA they're basically like i think they make as much as like a, it, it's not much i i, I don't want to say specifically how much i like, compare it to another occupation but i know it it's not it's not shit but also like uh, along that same vein you're saying that you know they could be kickers Honestly, I think they could, you know, in 10 years, yes, kickers. I, I don't think we're going to evolve that much in that time. But even like for me, instance, for for instance, I was I was when I was in junior high, I played with two girls that on my team. One of them was the fullback. She was at, in yeah. seventh grade. She was like six foot tall. I don't want to give out her weight, but she was much bigger than the rest of us. She was playing fullback like she was she was leading the way she was bigger than all of us she had like a foot on me and i was a tailback um and like i i think you look at the people people have evolved over the years like women are so much bigger and stronger than they used to be and they're training for things like this you know we have women's mma we have the the female revolution in wwe take that for what it's worth but mm-hmm. um i think i think it's definitely possible in the next you know, I don't want to put a number on it, but 10 years kicker for sure. Uh, a defensive back or uh, something like a tight end or anything like that in the future for sure. I don't see why not. I think a, I think a quarterback is possible too. Now, I, it'll be a long time. Like, I don't know about a starting quarterback right away, but mm-hmm. I could see, a, a, especially in college, like a woman going in because, you know, I, I could see a woman easily being is, you know, strong armed is Chad Pennington who had a really good career mm-hmm. being a game manager that made the smart plays um and I don't see any reason that you know even they could they could surpass Pennington but I'm just using that as an example of like yeah. you know people talk about the physical attributes and he wasn't physically overpowering in any specific area but he was just smart no he looked like a dad but uh <laughs> <laughs> um I the the reason that it would the reason why not would be the same reason that Colin Kaepernick still doesn't have a job is that you have mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the people that grow up around me the ones that I live around they're gonna look at it and be like well I'm I'm not watching no woman play what are they gonna do have mm-hmm. what's next that kind of thing they're gonna say why is a woman on yeah, my I do team I don't want to watch it I do think with with positions like quarterback and and fullback like. Anything outside of special teams, I know that there are going to be, like, definitely concerns about tackling them and, like, injuring them. Mm-hmm. Would, I don't even know how a player would feel, like, a male player would feel if their job was to, you know, 
Well, I can tell you from I can tell you from personal experience when when we were playing one of the one of the we had two of them like I said one of them mm -hmm. was also a defensive back which you know on, in junior high you usually play two ways so I was a tailback and a cornerback so when we were doing our cornerback drills we had to do the drill where you have to basically pop each other in the chest plate you know just to practice blocking mm -hmm. and you know just to pro practice from not holding so you had to pop the other person person in the chest plate. And I lined up with her, and I kind of looked at the coach weird, and I was like, well, what do I do? Now, granted, this was 2004, but, you know, it was still, like, this This is really weird. And I know we've come a long way since then, but it's still, like, yeah, I get it. it it's going to be it's gonna be a whole thing whenever it does happen. Like, they're going to have a separate locker room. They're going to have – you're going to have guys being uh, – they're going to have piss poor attitudes about it. Be like, well, I'm not playing against mm -hmm. no women. And then you're going to have the fans who are going to be against it. It's going to be, it's going to be a thing, but it could happen. Do your kids like sports? Absolutely. Yeah. My daughter's about to start basketball in January and we also do uh, uh bows and arrows. And then she, I mean, she likes watching basketball too. If, if, if you're asking about mm -hmm. watching. Oh, I was just wondering like if there's certain sports that they were, leaning towards um yeah I basketball interesting like what sports kids choose we were we are divided uh, house she, uh, my wife is a cowboys yeah. fan and i'm a texans fan so my daughter is oh, kind geez. of stuck in the middle i know <laughs> it's terrible but um she she watches both like she's she doesn't get that into football it's, it's she's like all right yeah i get it but basketball is really like we went and watched the the rockets playoff game in the bubble Mm -hmm. she was super into it she kept uh grabbing my shoulder and be like look 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 oh i could do that i could do that so yeah she's she definitely graduate or gravitates more towards basketball are there any specific players that she like looks up to like, <laughs> well, like tries to style her game after or anything like that she... well since she's mine she's watching she's watching james harden i'm a, I'm a teacher how to okay. draw fouls <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> so so what do you got for for news for us um, so I kind of looked at, this is, this is a developing story and I'm, I'm glad that I waited till today to keep looking up on it. I was looking up, uh, governor Newsom for California, mm -hmm. just a real big piece of human garbage. He's, uh, mm -hmm. so he's been like one of the big leading voices of the, the shutdowns, like stay at home, mask up, um, yep. all that stuff, like turning people's water and power off if they, if, if he finds out they had gatherings. Um, so I think last week, last week he had a, there was a picture taken of him at a restaurant, uh, French, French laundry, sorry. Um, mm -hmm. is a, is a real swanky restaurant in, um, California. There was, uh, was a 12 person group. Nobody's wearing masks. They're all, all over each other. Basically no social distancing, everything that he's against. And they got pictures of him at it. Um, and then it kind of got swept under the rug, which is like, oh, that's that's kind of weird. You know, if it was a certain mm -hmm. if, if it was a certain orange person that did the same thing, we'd be hearing about mm -hmm. it every day, which was upsetting to me. I was like, yeah, that kind of mm -hmm. sucks. And then today I'm reading an article. Um, it's for the Sacramento Bee. I don't know anything about them, so I don't know which way they mm -hmm. lean or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's either way. It's like it's a credible source. I, I know that paper. Oh, OK, good, good, good. Um, so they basically like they identified the other people who were in the group with them 
and one of them mm-hmm. is a super infamous, f- famous, however you want to look at him, lobbyist, Jason Kinney. He's a he's a California lobbyist, and he's had like a ton of scandals over the years. He's had a lot of involvement with the um, um, the the Arab Emirates, the United Arab Emirates, and mm-hmm. had basically like fundraisers and stuff for them, and then used that money for that to uh, contribute to campaigns for different candidates. You know, like Newsom mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of one of those things where it's it's kind of fishy and i i don't i i don't like being the conspiracy guy but i also at the same time i can't deny some of the, <laughs> the things i see um mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm super against the dnc um mm-hmm. because of what they've done to my boy bernie over the years cuz he mm-hmm. won't play ball and it kind of seems like it's um one of those things where um they're kind of getting away with murder and nobody's talking about it because he's a democratic governor which is yeah, interesting that's, that's like one of the one of the examples where um you're you're kind of like metaphorically like we have to burn the whole system down because like these people it's like do what i say don't do what i do right right yeah exactly and i think that's kind of the type of action that like disheartens people from from being involved in in the po- political process just because like yeah these people high up they're just garbage <laughs> yeah yeah i mean that's um i mean that was mainly that was my main problem with with a certain presidential candidate like obviously everybody hates the one but the other one i'm like well mm-hmm. i don't know how much better it is and i don't want to you know <laughs> i hate to mm-hmm. hate to draw that line here so early in our podcast but i'm like yeah i don't i i I, I don't support this. I mean, lobbyists, it, it caught my eye because I'm so, I'm so against lobbyists. That's what I'll stick with right mm-hmm. now is I'll, I'll stick with rail yeah. and on lobbyists. Um, I, th- I think they should be illegal. I think, it, I don't mm-hmm. think there's any reason why that should be a thing, especially contributing as much money as they do to campaigns. And then the candidate, whoever it is, whether it's a governor or a president or a congressman or women are, obliged to basically pay them back because they they've given them money and that's exactly you know exactly why it's not going to go away it's because they're they're the ones who make the rules and they're not going to vote against them themselves making money certainly yeah their pockets yeah it's exactly why we'll never see change in congress because they're not going to vote themselves out Mm -hmm. i do think that you know they're all to a level like i don't want to say they're all corrupt but to a level they're all dealing with lobbyists in one way or another mm-hmm. i do think with the with the presidential election they're probably both getting money from lobbies and stuff i think the difference is just like one of them is a decent and good person and the other one's not we're still like i don't know if that makes it any less corrupt but it's more palatable <laughs> like easier to accept in a way that like um i don't know at least like you're like even on people on both sides that have worked with Biden say that he's a good person, and I think that that makes it easier for people to accept that, like, at least this person that is taking lobbying money is not like a traitor to the country or not a terrible person or not a crybaby. Like you know, yeah, <laughs> not not a five year old who just he's, lost kickball in the park in the playground. Yeah, he's actually like gone through shit in his life 
where like you know it's more relatable than the person who was you know born on third base yeah the, that also makes makes it understanding for people well yeah i mean he's I'm had not, he's had personal tragedies but you know it mm-hmm. he's still he's been well off for yeah. god knows how many years yeah oh yeah i'm not saying he's not i'm saying i think that's why people accept one and not the other um just because like perception yeah yeah i'm i think it's more that I think he he strictly got voted in because so many people hate the other one. Like, yeah, oh, totally, yeah. I don't think anybody. I don't know anybody in my life that actually likes Biden. Like, they're super into what he's for. He he was my least favorite candidate. Which uh, is weird, isn't it? Like, how did he win? Which this goes, you know, it's kind of with the lobbyists and DNC thing. Like, how did he win? Do you know anybody in your life? I think it's just because. Don't, but I, I also don't think he had any like red flags. So he, it was like the safest choice when we're going against somebody that was so volatile. And then all these people on the other side that you know, some of them have socialist ideas, some of them want to do all these more radical things. Where it's just like someone who's safe and has no red flags, which also might mean you know they're not as exciting. Yeah. Almost like like you're the only reason he won is because he went against Trump and he was just there yeah i mean he had the least visible skeletons in his closet i mean he still got the mm-hmm. yeah hunter and russia thing like mm-hmm. that that's still a thing yeah. but it wasn't enough to scare people off like it wasn't yeah, a big enough deal like, yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um, so my last story that we have um is i want to talk about dave Chappelle and there was this article in medium about kind of the hypocrisy of Dave Chappelle in his Netflix power play. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I agree with it, but it was interesting. I guess okay, the article is basically saying he, in his stand-up, he um, talks a lot about cancel culture, and he talks a lot about how he doesn't care about people's feelings, and he makes jokes against, like, certain lifestyles. Like, I, I know one thing they mentioned specifically was, like, the LGBT community. He'll, mm-hmm. like, he'll make crass jokes about that. And me personally, like, I am pretty... Um, open to like comedians saying whatever they want mm-hmm. but then at the same time he when he talked to netflix and he said this himself it wasn't because like he wasn't making money off the show he told them it didn't make him feel good that they put this up without his consent that that you know he didn't have any say in it when at the same time he was under contract he signed the show away he left the show when it was in production so i see both sides of it um and I think it's an interesting dynamic on the whole cancel culture type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. Did you have a chance to like look at this, and if so, what are your thoughts on it? Um, so I read the article. Now, like you, I disagree with it. Um, unlike you, I very much disagree with it. Um, mm-hmm. I I basically got about a few sentences into the article on on Medium and was basically hate reading the rest of it. It was. <laughs> yeah. It made me so upset. Um, they didn't get anything right, basically. Like I was reading it, and they're saying he's been a proponent of the like he's been super against cancel culture, which he hasn't spoken out against anything. The only thing he said mm-hmm. was in his um, one of his specials when he came back, um, because he made a little a little throwaway joke about the. Um, about the LG, LGBTQ community. Um, and after that, he got like death threats and hate mail and a whole bunch of stuff. So in the next special, he came back and was like, 
you know, he could have he could have done the stupid Aziz thing where he was like, I'm so sorry. Everything I did was so terrible. I'm the worst person. Mm-hmm. Like, did you watch Aziz's special? His newest no, one? No, I didn't. It was, it's, it's disgusting. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead, uh, Chappelle went for the funny and kind of, like, he doubled down. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, he's Which not. I think is, go ahead. As it comes to comedians, I think that's the way to go. Like, to, exactly. If you turn these things into comedy, then, like, you're not good at your job if you're a comedian. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, you should be looking for the funny at all times. You know, there is a line, obviously, but I don't, you know, as a straight white dude, I can't really say, you know, I can't say it hurt my feelings. So I'm not I can't Mm -hmm. can't really say whether or not he went too far with it. To me, it didn't seem like that. And that's all I can go by. And then he went for the funny again. Um, But then when I was reading the quotes on him, uh about what they were saying about him him asking Netflix to cancel it or to pull it. It definitely seemed like it was a sarcastic thing cuz I watched him on on the Letterman's uh, on Letterman's Netflix show. Mm-hmm. Um and he basically had the opposite sentiment on there. He didn't mm-hmm. uh, when they said that he he left that show because um what they say in the article that he he didn't he didn't like it or something like I I forget what they said. Um, but basically he, he said everywhere that he left the show because he didn't like the reactions he was getting from white people on it, Mm -hmm. um, that they were laughing too hard at the wrong parts. Mm -hmm. Um, which is true, which is true. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure he also got tired of hearing I'm Rick James bitch everywhere he went, but yeah, I definitely get like a lot of the, the sketches you look at and like, as a white dude, I'd look at it and be like, oh, man, that's funny, but that's that's not okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure, he, like, he talked about in, in Letterman's, he saw one of, I think he saw a crew member or something dying over a joke. And he was like, I, no, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think, so, in my opinion, this is basically just a, a power play move. Like, he could, he could, it happened because he has, because he's earned that to an extent. But do you think, um, like, obviously Netflix wants to keep a good relationship with him, mm-hmm. but do you think he necessarily had a leg to stand on when it comes to, like, the rights to his show that, you know, someone else owns? Honestly, yes. I think it, I think it's a, a good move forward for um, creators, you know, content creators nowadays. I think it's awesome that somebody gave the power back to the creator instead of the corporation in power mm-hmm. like instead of giving more power to viacom which you know they don't need um mm-hmm. they they gave it to him or like yeah we'll take it down it's it's not a big deal who cares like they mm-hmm. it they did I the right thing i think uh yeah i, I mean it sucks it's like still on hb <laughs> it's still on hbo max yeah yeah it's okay. still on hbo max so you can watch it if you want to and there's a million clips on youtube like if you really want to watch the show you can watch the show um but i don't think I think from what I've heard him talk about, he wants to move forward in the country. I think he has a lot of good ideas about how to move mm-hmm. forward forward in the country as far as race relations. And I think he sees his show as a step back. So he doesn't want it on there anymore. It's sure. just like, you know, you look at, I go on Facebook and, you know, they have their memory, you know, you got your Facebook memories on there, stuff you put yep. like 10 years ago. I look at stuff I said 10 years ago. I'm like, oh my God, why? <laughs> How was anybody friends with me? Uh, I don't know how everybody didn't delete me every day on Facebook. 
you see things that you did however many years ago and you hate every second of it like the, you realize that you grow i mean you grow every day hopefully you grow every day and you hate the things you did in the past and you realize that you could do better and i think that's what he's doing yep um do you have anything else on this topic do we want to move on to uh you grading some tweets um i don't i don't have anything on that else i i kind of <laughs> i kind of rambled as much as i could i got got uh no, yeah no that's good um okay so the the story that i'm uh i have tweets gathered about it, i don't know if you saw this but did you see trump sitting behind the small desk i i saw that he was sitting behind a small desk but i didn't i didn't see anything else about it okay so when i originally saw this i thought it was photoshopped because it just like looked ridiculous is it like that that uh, tiny desk sessions thing that they do on YouTube? Yeah, on, on <laughs> NPR, the tiny desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, it, and not till like three days later, when I saw someone talking about it, did I realize it was like a real thing. But I, this this is uh, some some tweets that people made about it, and I want you to give them the slam dunk uh, scoring. Okay. Um, let's see here. So, when you order that resolute desk from wish.com <laughs> uh oh man that one hurts because i've done that too many times um i bought watches that fell apart two days later you know made a play they're like little burger king watches from wish um i will give that a nine because man that's that's good that hits that hits close to home mm -hmm. so this one uh it's got trump it's a normal size desk question mark and then guy barely keeping together. Oh yeah. Hmm. That's it. That's it. Ah, okay. Well, boo. That's a one. I don't know what that was. I know. They're, they're not all winners. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh, look what Trump got for Christmas. Fisher prices. I'm still president. You know, she's got the playset. So cute. And then has like a smiley blushing emoji. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, I'll give that one a seven. I'm going to get better at these scores over the weeks. I, I kind of got too, too crazy and too generous with some of them. Um, so there was a, there was a, this is the overplayed tweet of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, Comparing it to the kids' table at Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's still good. I mean, it's it's not super relevant, but it's still good. So I'll give that one a five. All right, let's see. I don't want to be like Dwayne Wade over here. I got to get my scores mm -hmm. right. May this be how we remember the Trump presidency. A baby at his tiny desk throwing a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, too. Oh, I'll say an eight because he is a big baby. Nate's got a pop up for uh, Cyber Monday. Oh, cool. Have you? So it's all week, right? Cyber Monday. Sorry to. I think so. Like okay. we were getting stuff this weekend because because like everyone's having deals. Yeah, okay. Cool. All right. So this is kind of what I was feeling. So this is from John Cooper. The fact that this is a real picture and not Photoshop is the funniest thing in, in quite some time. I mean, that's not really a joke. It's 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 just an observation. Yeah, I, uh, that's a four. Mm -hmm. It is the situation is funny. His tweet wasn't funny. That's a four. Okay, so this is the last one that I'm gonna say. I like to think that during Trump's presidency, some hero in the White House has slowly swapped Trump's desk for a slightly smaller <laughs> one day by day, so he could 
not noticed till four years later when I got this majestic picture. <laughs> Just because I hope that's true. That's going to be a 10 right there. There's your winner. That's a win. I want him to go in there every day and swap out <laughs> a smaller it's desk. Like something from the office that like Jim would do to Dwight. Yeah, exactly. And it'll finally fit in with his hands. <laughs> All right. So um, do we want to talk about what we Googled this week? Absolutely. You go first because I got to pull mine up real quick if you don't mind. Right. So mine, uh, don't send the feds after me. And I was unsuccessful, but I was trying to Google in how to stream the, the tr uh, Tyson fights uh, on Reddit. Well, I hope you didn't find anything because the fights were terrible. I didn't. I And then someone sent me a link this morning of just like the highlights. And the Tyson one was so boring. It he his his body shape now looks a lot like George Foreman. Mm -hmm. they, neither of them could really move. I didn't see the Nate Robinson one, which is the one I wanted to see, but I saw it wasn't good. And I I just like felt really bad because like you know some serious damage that was probably done to him. Uh, yeah. Physically. So I'm glad I didn't find it. I probably would have been really disappointed, and it wasn't worth the trouble of me trying to track it down. Yeah, it, it, the the fight itself, like the the Jake Paul, I kind of I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk that talk about that a little bit, um, about how much I hate YouTubers. It's <laughs> I didn't even realize that's who it was until like midday yesterday. That's yes, he, I thought it was like a fighter named Matt. He is. It's either him or the, his brother. One of the two. Um, one of them posted a, a dead body on their YouTube channel, and got in big trouble for it years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, I didn't realize that was them. Yeah, yeah, that was them. Um, they've kind of, they're kind of gone under the radar over the past few years. They're kind of just the one is doing, um, boxing. I'm not sure what the other one's doing. Who cares? Um, hopefully not being really, successful. I was really torn for Nate, but you know he he was outweighed. He he had a shorter reach. He was shorter than the guy. Uh, like, and the other guy you said has been doing boxing. So like. Yeah. It didn't seem like a fair fight, but I was rooting for him. Yeah, I mean, it was a terrible fight all around. Like the, it, It's one of those – do you remember when um, The Zone uh, came around a few years ago and they were doing, like, those weird, like, celebrity fights? It was mm -hmm. – they were kind of just doing, like, the oddball fights that the WBC and stuff wouldn't do. He started doing that. I forget who he – he fought another YouTuber, I want to say for his first fight but either way it wasn't it wasn't good then either this one was like sanctioned right because they oh, had yeah. a lot of big names okay yeah it was on the undercard of the well i mean it's i guess sanctioned i don't i don't know if tyson and uh jones was i, I honestly don't know because um, i thought i heard them say they wanted to take some they wanted to take a little bit of gasoline for this fight so mm -hmm. i don't know yeah. either way it didn't turn out great like it was bad mm -hmm. um but yeah, it's it they they're uh, he's trying to do that now. I I don't know which one it is. It Jake Paul. He's he's the one that fought, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I saw this is kind of I don't know if we're doing our social media, uh, funny thing we saw on there this week, sure, but um, this kind of is included in that. I saw a picture. You know, they do the tail the tape before the fights. Yep. You know, they'll give the the heights, the weights, the mm -hmm. the record, and everything. So they did the height, the weight, um, the record, which, of course, Nate had, you know, they, it was zeros down the board. And then at the bottom, the last thing was um, Instagram followers. That, that was on the tail of the tape. 
and you know shocker the other one of the the youtuber guy had way more followers mm -hmm. but i was like how this is how bad of a fight this is they have the instagram followers on there they should have put slam dunk contest on there <laughs> they should have put it on there I, i'll grade it i'll do a better job than Dwayne wade too i promise and i i also don't know how to feel about tyson um obviously he's done like a lot of shitty things but it's also like he's a really interesting story mm -hmm. um just like his whole life arc in general like i don't know if you've seen any documentaries about him that are just like so interesting just about like you know when he like raised pigeons and it's kind of like <laughs> something happened to his pigeons and that would like turn him into like a a fighter which is like crazy no what happened to him when he he was a i forget what happened to him when he was a kid but he had like a a really shitty childhood and that basically yeah. is why he became a fighter i think i don't want to say but because uh, yeah. i don't want to speak next out of week, school we'll, we'll do yeah research and we'll... yeah i'll look it up and we'll talk about it next week what happened to mike tyson because i'm sure nobody knows <laughs> <laughs> um yeah he i i guess he's fine he's a he's a character now he's not it's kind of like with oj now you're like yeah he's he's a bad person but he's it's hilarious to see him on twitter like, hello to the world like he's yeah. th they're characters at this point like mike tyson has mike tyson mysteries he's got the hangover he's got mm -hmm. all the other stuff he's done he's he's removed himself from that and now he's just a weed farmer yeah i think the oj twitter is like one of the most like um unself-aware <laughs> like things in, in internet history he might it's be the most sun unself-aware person in the world like yeah. releasing the book uh if i did it this is how i would mm -hmm. do it like yeah. come on man <laughs> i think that comes with like just being like a star your whole life you just like don't grasp like he, i don't know if maybe he like never really knew what it was like not to be in the center of attention, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, you look at Antonio Brown. He's kind of like that, but without the murder so mm -hmm. far. He's just a weird yeah. dude at the moment doing who knows what. Um, whatever that story came up, came out about him, like, trashing the security cameras at the Bucks mm -hmm. facility or whatever. Like, he's he's on his way. He's I don't know if he's going to murder his ex-wife and her boyfriend, but he's, he's a weird dude, too. Um, did you say what your social media thing was? Not yet. Um, oh, okay. So I can, I've got a lot of them here. I, I've been busy on the internet the past few days. <laughs> uh, one of them that just that just catches my eye real quick is the the Denver airport horse and mural. I've got them back to back on there. Um, mm -hmm. I was talking to um, what was supposed to be our guest. Um, I was talking to him and. His girlfriend, they were here at the house hanging out the other day. Um, we were talking about kind of conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And I brought up the the uh, the Denver airport stuff. Have you looked into that at all? I think I heard. Is it like the theory is like there's like something underground or something? Yes. Like it's all underground and there's like a, like a, like a sanctuary for high high-ranking pedophiles or something like that like some crazy stuff and they've got mm -hmm. the the big horse out there that's supposed to, they call blucifer he's the big blue horse with the glowing red eyes 
that's supposed to be like the gateway or something like that. <laughs> it's, it's crazy stuff. If you read the articles on it, it's it's the reason I can't be a conspiracy theory person because I've looked into Check stories it like this. It's it's nuts. Like yeah, they have the mural down there, and it's just like a mural of uh, um, of Native American people and their it's it's just that and people are like oh you see that that's symbolism for the government hiding pizza gate or whatever <laughs> so mm-hmm. i was trying to it's go it's ahead interesting that people can just see anything and they can just make it and see whatever they want it's like magic eye that is actually just nothing like i would love to put a magic eye out with nothing and see if people would like oh actually there was this study this kind of leads me to this thing there was this study that was done in it'd be like they would show someone a picture of like wavy lines and then like faded in the background they can kind of barely see like let's just say a horse i don't mm-hmm. know what it was but it was a horse right and they ask them what they see and they see a horse and then they would show them another picture that had like wavy lines with nothing in the background and they would ask them what they see and they would just say something because they think that there's supposed to be something there yeah yeah, it's like the same type of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I that I mean that's how QAnon got started. It's it's yeah, it's true. stuff like that where people they just want to be the smartest person in the room and they want to know things that you don't know. It's it, I mean it's an insecurity thing to break it down to a psychological level. It's not as mm-hmm. fun, but it's an insecurity thing, and you see millions and millions of people do that. Like I know, I have lots of. Unfortunately, I wouldn't say lots of, but I have a good number of friends who believe in that kind of stuff who are like, Mm -hmm. dude, you know, you know, it was an inside job. Come on, you know it. Or, you know, what about Pizzagate? Did you see that? It's definitely Hillary Clinton's doing all that stuff. (laughs) I think when when we were younger, it was like a quirky thing. Oh, I have this like interesting friend who like isn't conspiracy theories, you know, doesn't believe in the moon landing and stuff. And I think ever since 9-11 that's just like gone out the window because now people are like take it to this really dangerous level Mm -hmm. i don't know if like you know not believing in dinosaurs or (laughs) if like that was really that dangerous but now it's getting to the point where you're saying like pizzagate and stuff like that where people just like show up places armed expecting to find something yeah i i mean i think it's it's a certain type of individual that can take it to that point the idea itself is not ever usually dangerous but that you have the one just unhinged person who's like no no dinosaurs that means mm-hmm. that means gays can't get married that means mm-hmm. this and that. it's the, it just jumps from from a to z real quick like they yeah. <laughs> they and yeah i mean i mean some of those like it's fun to read some of that stuff i'll admit i've gone through like hours hours just looking up different conspiracy theories because they're interesting some of them you know they're hilarious and some of them are like oh dude maybe maybe this is true but then at the end of the day you look at it and you're like no 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 you break out of it you know you break out of your your stupor after a little bit and be like no no, no th- there's no way there's a secret underground civilization of pedophiles under the devil uh, denver airport there's no way <laughs> mm-hmm. but there are people they don't they don't wake up from that speaking of dinosaurs um that kind of actually leads to my the tweet i found this week okay and it is by uh at grumpy martian okay you know why everything tastes like chicken it isn't everything it's just animals that descended from dinosaurs its ancestors technically everything tastes like dinosaurs but it was interesting to think about that 
you know, people say these things taste like chicken. You think about they actually all could kind of descend from the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of blew my mind a little bit that now we can say everything tastes like dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's true because there were other animals on the planet besides dinosaurs, weren't there? I don't know. I'm 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 not an archaeologist, so I don't. <laughs> I think it just. I don't want to put this I information out there, but definitely, I think I there think was other things. Specifically referencing like um, poultry. Yeah. Because I think like a lot of the birds we talked about are uh, descended from dinosaurs. Right. Exactly. And then you have like, uh, cr- you ever had like fried gator? I don't know if they no, have that. Up. Oh, it's it's delicious. It literally it tastes like spicy chicken, basically. If really? they season oh, it right, I yeah, like that. it's it's incredible. Like fried gator or um, even like frogs. I don't know what they're descended from, but you get frog legs. They're they're pretty good. Um, anything like that, you it, it all pretty much yes. Any kind of meat like that, other than you know obviously cows, which who knows where they come from, where they come from. But that's what I'm saying. Like there's probably other animals. Yeah, cows from space. That that's that's the aliens dropped them off here. That's why we have. That's why um. I won't get into the mushroom talk right now, but yeah, that's, that's why we have cows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's interesting. It's definitely, um, I don't know if I believe that yet, that they, that chickens, I, I don't know, because they keep coming out with a different thing. Like, what did we find out a few years ago that chick, that dinosaurs supposedly had feathers on them now and they mm-hmm. were different colors and mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those things where we keep finding out different things all the time so it kind of sucks to put these permanent recordings on the internet saying one way or the other but <laughs> but yeah i mean cool cool yeah they taste like chicken they're dinosaurs awesome i mean that's pretty much all i got this week cool well i think um so what we kind of talked about beforehand it's kind of a last minute throw in so it'll be fresh yeah, yeah. fresh right off the brain yeah. off the dome we're going to talk about our mount rushmore's I think we're going to do this a lot, like every week, if not every other week, something like that. Um, we're going to do Mount Rushmore's of, well, I think we'll stick to four. Four sounds good. Just to, not our not our NFL type Mount Rushmore where it's a whole mountain range, but, but mm-hmm. just we'll stick to the real Mount Rushmore's. So this week I think we're going to do uh, comic book characters slash superheroes. Now can I ask one clarification? question absolutely is this based on like how powerful they are or just our preference of like who we like your preference uh okay but you go by the most powerful who knows because they it's like with dinosaurs they change it every week who knows mm-hmm. <laughs> so um do you want to start or did you want me to start i think number one oh, man there's a couple number ones I, I think number one i would probably go with wolverine Okay, so question before, now that you've got Wolverine, do yep. we want to have multiples or do we have to not be able to take that person's, you know, we can't do the same thing? I think we would, um, we'll do like one combined. So like that's one of our four. Okay. Um, okay. In my opinion, if that's what you're asking. Uh, yeah, I, I thought we were going to do two separate ones, but yeah, that's fine. Well, we we can, do, we can. Yeah, yeah, let's do two separate ones, and we'll just, whatever you pick, I can't pick that now, which okay. which so is hilarious because I was going to pick Wolverine too first. Okay. As a kid, I, that I it was the X-Men comics and cartoon that were my favorites, mm-hmm. um, and he was kind of the, the, the main, even though it was group, he was kind of the main one for a lot of the stories, and he also had like a, a kind of dark 
story compared to some of the other ones. Yeah. So I think that all around it's like a very, yeah, I think it was a safe choice. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's had a couple of stinkers for movies, but he's mm-hmm. still, he's still the best. And X-Men, the cartoon show, the greatest theme song of all time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I saw it streaming somewhere recently. Yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Okay, yeah. I may have may have watched it. You know, who knows? As a 28-year-old man, I may be watching some cartoons here and there. (laughs) All right, so, damn, okay. Are you going to take Wolverine first? Now i got to think for a second. Um, So for my first one for comic book heroes, I am going to take... I'm going to take Iron Man. Okay. Um, Now, this has changed over the years because when I first watched... Um, the Iron Man movies, I hated Iron Man. I thought it was super boring, mm-hmm. did not care, but I was also a young man who could not pay attention that well. Um, mm-hmm. I've since been doing my rewatch and have really come to appreciate, like, he is he is the glue. He is the greatest character in the, well, the MCU for sure, but Robert Downey Jr. as him has really turned him around for me. I think he is the best. I was going to ask if, if that portrayal kind of, you know, solidified for you. Yes, absolutely. He's <laughs> he's, he's kind of like, you know, if Hugh Jackman wasn't Wolverine, would he be number one? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough because I don't even know, like, who else. I, w- I can't even picture anyone else. It's probably the same way that you're feeling with Iron Man. Yeah. Well, especially, like, did you watch Logan, the, the last movie that came out with Wolverine? I think so. Incredible. It's the it's the like the oh, apocalyptic yeah, one, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that one. It's probably the best, one of the best superhero movies ever. But you know, it's mm-hmm. yeah. So that in Iron Man, he's just every time just the LPMs, the laugh per minutes with Iron Man on the screen. He he's got the highest rate. He's got to be number one. Mm-hmm. So, so I have three others in mind, and I'm just trying to draft now. Or like pick strategically on which ones I think you'll hate. <laughs> and I think this would have been my fourth one. Okay. But I, I'm just worried he'll get taken. And that's Batman. Oh. Okay. Like, no, you didn't have to worry about that one. What's that? You didn't have to worry about that one. He's oh, he's probably. I, I don't. He's way down on mine. I don't think my other two are going to be taken at all. So, okay. Um, so I think you know, best or like movie wise, I like those movies a lot more than I like the MCU ones. Really? Um, I, I like the grittier feel, and I feel like it does more developing characters and stuff like that, where the MCU ones, a lot of them have to have to have so – they have so many characters that it's, like, hard to kind of build it in a single movie where you have to, like, uh, you know, have all these spinoff stuff. Or like, not spinoff, but, like, individual movies where he kind of is the individual movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, the video games, I think, are the best ones out of – all of them. Mm. I don't even know if the MCU has had, like, I know th- I remember the Spider-Man games growing up were really good, and now they have a couple that are really good. But I, I think, um, I'd, I'd probably say Batman has the best video games as well. Well, you're forgetting so, about Marvel Ultimate Alliance because that was like Doom style, uh, Marvel characters where you got like four different ones. That oh yeah yeah <laughs> yep. That blow, in my opinion, that blows Arkham out of the water. Like it's not it close. Did, I did like that one, but I, I, I like the um, kind of detective type style more than just like the straight up like action. Mm. Um, like right now I'm playing, um, what, I don't even remember what his 
how they like playing. Ar- um, it's got to be Arkham something. Well, no. Okay, oh, okay. Hitman games, which oh, okay. is like more like subtle action as opposed to like straight out like gunfight. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's more the kind that I gravitate towards. But I just think the whole like he also he might have the best villains. Also, Batman. He does have the best villains. That's why he's the worst hero because everything's about the villains. It's not nobody cares about him. He's just some boring rich dude. That's a solid argument, but I also think if I didn't pick Batman, Shannon would make me sleep on the couch tonight, so <laughs> I guess stick with that. Well, I'm safe because my wife doesn't give two shits about <laughs> superheroes. Um, so my second one is easy. It's going to be Spider-Man. He honestly okay. could have been my first. If I, if, mm-hmm. if I, yeah, if you wouldn't have picked Wolverine first, I might have gone, you know, my brain was spinning, but I got to go Spider-Man next. Who, um, in the, who in the movies, like, do you think did the best? Tom Holland. Okay. I was watching it. I was watching which one was I watching last night? Civil War, where he first comes in because you know at Disney Plus they don't have the Spider-Man movies on there. Um, mm-hmm. But I was watching Civil War last night, and as soon as he came on screen, like when uh, Tony Stark went and talked to him, that whole scene was great. And then when he came in for the big, uh, the uh, airport fight, he was top to bottom the best part of that. Like from beginning to end, Spider-Man was the best part of that. He's Tom Holland is perfect for the role. He's childlike enough. He's like the underdog. I, Toby Maguire, he's he's an old man. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't be Spider Man. And Andrew Garfield is a he's just too sulky. He's sad boy. Yeah. I don't like it. We watched some like weird movie on Netflix recently with Tom Holland, and he's I don't even know the point devil all the time. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that movie was incredible. I it. Was, even after watching it, I don't even know how I feel about it. Like, I, <laughs> it I, was I, good. But I don't know. Like, there wasn't, like, a sturdy plot as much as, like, it's kind of like, I don't know. It was kind of like level. Crash. You know how Crash, how they're yeah. all connected, but they're all separate? It was like that, but with hillbillies in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it also had uh, Dursley from Harry Potter. So it's funny. It's like this yeah. southern movie with English actors. And it had Robert Pattinson, Batman, in there with his terrible southern accent. He was the he that's was the true. preacher, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the, all the English guys. But yeah, Spider Man Spider Man's number two, possibly number one. I may flip flop those, I'm not sure yet. But he's I mean, you think about it, he's if you go back and watch his show on it's also on Disney Plus right now, it literally has every single I mean not every single, but for the most part, almost all the Marvel characters, um, villains and heroes. Um, and he's connected through all of them. He's got the the sp- the spider verse and all that stuff like and he's always best he brings a perfect balance of humor and um action i think in every single movie you've got and he's got the like i said the underdog which is what a a superhero should be it should not be a sorry again to take shots at batman but it should not be some rich billionaire who just gets all the toys he wants (laughs) i'm taking shots sorry shannon i'm taking shots at batman (laughs) all right so Mine, my next one, mm-hmm. it kind of got hurt by a uh, Wolverine movie, and that's Deadpool. <laughs> Don't say it. No. <laughs> I, oh. Uh, it was really bad in that movie, but his – so my favorite superhero movies, I think, are, are his and then um, Guardians, which is like an ensemble. Yes. But, but I re- – I, so – I'm not, it's like tough to pick one of them, even though I do like a lot of them. Yeah, I I I like the the humor, 
um, you know, it's like I said, like kind of like Batman. It, it was it's dark and it's more adult, um, and she's really also gory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, so Deadpool was gonna be my next pick, by the way. Just so okay. you know, <laughs> it was. I'm totally with you on this. I I pretend that the original uh, Wolverine version didn't really happen. Right. Um, because yeah. the the standalone movies are so good. Incredible. Incredible, yes. Him, the, even the second one, which everybody kind of poo-poos a little bit, I even think mm-hmm. that one's the best. Just for baby legs alone is mm-hmm. is up there for me. Um, mm-hmm. But the and first one, incredible. To, when it comes to, like, abilities, too, like, that's got to be, like, one of the better. I guess him and Wolverine both have that in common, that kind of, like, regenerative mm-hmm. abilities. Yeah, it's the, the failed super soldier stuff that just kind of mm-hmm. got passed along. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he basically just can't die. And I think, like, everybody says he's just kind of, th- like, the first one is just goofy. Like, it's joking all the time. But it's super serious material. Like, he's a guy who is a hitman, basically. And then he gets cancer. And then has to go through a super painful transformation in order to become uh, basically, like, invincible almost. And then he has a super, mm-hmm. has a sense of humor to it. I think it's way better than, like, Captain America might be, Captain America and superhero, uh, Superman might be two of my least favorite they're like if we had a, a Mount Rushmore for worst character uh, comic book heroes, those two would be on it. The the white bread, uh, America based heroes are my least favorite characters. So and Deadpool's like the opposite of that, which I love. Mm-hmm. And way more stakes, I think, than Captain America. He was just a skinny kid. I'm a skinny kid. I've been fine my whole life. Mm-hmm. So. So so who you got? Uh, for number three, I got. See, I don't want to do all Marvel, so I'm conflicted. I don't. <laughs> I feel like because my next one was gonna be Marvel too, but I don't want to do all Marvel. But DC just sucks. It's just bad. Um, mm-hmm. not, but I'm I'm gonna do it though. I'm gonna go Thor. Thor's number three because I love. Uh, I grew up loving like North Norse mythology. I always loved reading about that. It's super interesting to me, mm-hmm. and to see it kind of come to life and with a different like more fun, exciting spin on it that's not so weird like their their books and stuff are, like their some of their beliefs. Um I also watched Ragnarok last night, so that it's fresh on the brain too. But mm-hmm. that's Thor, that's a really good one. Yeah, like Thor in the movies, it's as laugh per minutes he's he's ahead of Iron Man, like Ragnarok alone. It's probably one of the funnier movies I've ever seen. And plus yeah, the badass action. They definitely took a turn. Like they, they definitely like reframed his character after the first movie. I think just mm-hmm. to make him such a better character. So I think a lot of the first one like missed what they were trying to go for. So then I think when they basically, you know, turned it into more like him into a more comedy character, it hit so much better. Yeah, like they they pretty much. I noticed it from the beginning of when I started watching Ragnarok because we've been doing the whole um, rewatch all of them. So we watched two just recently. And they kind of just shit all over everything they did in the first two movies. They basically just made fun of how over-serious everything was in the first two movies and was like, yeah, we're going to make this fun because Chris Hemsworth is hilarious. So I really liked that. He kind of turned it around for me. Um, his performance in that, he's just funny the whole time, him and Loki together. So I think Thor is probably number three for me. I know we're not okay. really deviating from <laughs> from a good list over here, but whatever. So, I'm, I'm, deb- 
debating between a couple of different people. Oh, man, I still have another one. So there's three more that I really like. Oh, you got to – I know. You got to narrow it down to one now. This is when it gets hard. I know. And they're, they're all X-Men. Um, I think my final one I'm going to pick is Rogue. Oh, okay. All right. I, just because as, as I was a kid, for the, the sole reason is, first of all, I feel like I need to be the female superhero on the list. Mm-hmm. And I also – as a kid, she was, like, my first, like, crush – Cartoon Rogue from the X Men cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that reason alone. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Um. Well, I'm also gonna pick. Well, he's. I guess he's not an X Men, but he's from X Men. I gotta pick one villain. I'm gonna go with Magneto, even though I hate oh, his yeah. powers. But his story, as you know, a survivor of Nazi Germany, and uh, basically all his stories have always been good throughout all the the questionably terrible X-Men movies, Magneto's mm-hmm. always been great in all of them. His his metal power, whatever, like control of metal is kind of like, yeah, it's cool, but it's also like, meh. But his his story alone, and then Michael Fassbender as him in the newer movies, shit. <laughs> shit. Yeah, he, he's going to be number four for me. That's a good pick. We didn't really deviate away from, we didn't come up with any obscure characters, but I'm cool with it. What, yeah. Do you have honorable mentions? Well, the two that I was thinking about um, are Gambit, who was like my favorite. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Kid, yeah. And Nightcrawler, who who I really like, especially in the video game, the like um, the stand up, like old arcade game. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two, they. I don't know if Nightcrawler would have made my honorable mentions, but he was cool too. Gambit was definitely there. Um, honorable mentions for me. I don't really have it. like we says, pretty much nailed it. Shannon says Adam. Uh, sorry, um, Team Super Mario says uh, Green Lantern. By the way, that's her favorite. No, boo, <laughs> Shannon. No. <laughs> I mean, not count t- taking the the, the Ryan Reynolds one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Ant uh, Ant Man, which I also watched yesterday. So I think these are all just fresh on my brain. It's just the ones I watched yesterday. Um, Ant Man was also awesome with Paul Rudd. Um, but he's kind of an obscure character. Oh, that was one thing. I was watching him yesterday, and they kind of talked about it on bench mode. But, like, how do you feel about the characters that got movies made in the MCU? Just because of, you know, they kind of, they didn't come up, they didn't have the X-Men in there. They didn't have Spider-Man until late. They didn't have the Hulk standalone movies. So they they had to include, like, Ant-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, like, that's one of my. That might be one of my favorite MCU movies. It's that or Ragnarok. Those two, like um, we would have never gotten those probably. Yeah, I think the writing for the the ones the Guardians, like the, I think the ones that are funny. I think the writing for those ones are so much better than than the ones that aren't. And I think a lot of the funny ones are kind of the more obscure ones, like like Deadpool, like Guardians, mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, where it's not just like laying out the lore of the character which i think a lot of the the main ones are mm-hmm. um so i do think I, I think i like the uh you know side characters a little more than i like the the main avengers yeah i mean i feel you but at the same time like you watch thor like they could have done thor i understand they can't do a goofy movie with every single one but like thor ragnarok compared to uh people are gonna hate this but like 
Captain America, like Winter Soldier. I hated Captain America Winter Soldier. Now, I know that's everybody's, like, most people's favorite movie. And I honestly, like, I was bored through most of that movie. Um, without the, the twists that you find out, like, towards the end, it's not, like, it's it's a super boring movie. It's Captain America and Black Widow riding around trying to hide the whole time. Uh, it's not yeah, good. No, like, no, go ahead. Like you're saying, Captain America is the worst out of all. <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of heat for that, but yeah, he's he's uh yeah. I mean, he's just white bread. Mm-hmm. Just boring. Like, doesn't bring anything different to the table. I think you and I are similar to where we kind of like like almost that you know definitely the anti-hero, but also like mm-hmm. the like the grittier, not yep. quite batman for me but definitely batman for you now i must say the old batmans like the keaton batmans and the kilmer batmans that everybody hates i love those because of how ridiculous they are that it's mm-hmm. so much fun to watch keaton keaton is my favorite batman yes um i i do think that the um the bale ones like cinematography wise like movie making wise mm-hmm. obviously a lot better but i do think that Keaton does the best Batman. Yeah. I think that Bale is just too over the top. He doesn't have nipples on his Batman suit like yeah. Clooney does. And, like, <laughs> his, like, um, you know, his, like, gruffly voice when he's in the suit is just too ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I am Batman. That kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, that's, it's too much. Yeah, that one, and then just the, the villains in the older ones, too, like Mr. Freeze. Arnold as Mr. Freeze. You, oh, yeah. You cannot get, you cannot top that. When he sprays somebody with the ice gun thing or whatever, and he's like, "Chill out," like that's you can't you can't beat that. Nobody nobody in the Bale movies did anything great like that. Mm-hmm. I also just see something just came up that um, Daredevil has now um, gone back. The rights have now reverted to Marvel Studios, so that'll be interesting if they bring him back into the universe. I sure hope not. Did you watch the the Defenders series thing? All I, of them? I didn't. I watched um I watched the Daredevil standalone show and I liked that. I watched a little bit of January Jones um and that was okay. But I think it like uh even Daredevil dropped off after the first season pretty mm-hmm. drastically. I could never get into it. Boy, we're going to get a lot of heat <laughs> from this. Anybody that likes Marvel, they're going to be <laughs> they're going to be pissed. Um yeah, I didn't the only one I liked really was Luke Cage. That was that was pretty much it i didn't care for the daredevil one that much um so jessica jones that was that was a big old no thank you for me see i i like i like the actress but i also think david tennant did a really good job um as the bad guy so i think that's kind of the only thing that like kept me hanging on yeah it it just eh, it didn't catch my attention i couldn't watch it and then iron fist that was (laughs) (laughs) it wasn't good and then like their whole like when they all came together and they had like the actual defenders thing, that was, uh, it was okay. It was fine. Mm. Yeah, well, that's all I got for this week, man. Yes, sir. That's going to be it for me too. So, uh, we will see you next week. We're going to have probably another Mount Rushmore. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe do a little sports next time for Mount Rushmore. We're probably going to have our, our NBA talk finally <laughs> next week. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, until then, we'll see y'all later.